Some do that backwards, you know. But it's there. But I've come to realize that this is a principle for living. And it affects every area of life. It affects everything. When God created the world and he created the animals, he says they have their seed in them. The seed is always there in them. And so is our lives. Now, sowing is not pleasant. It takes work. Because sowing involves letting go. We don't want to let go of anything that we have. I know what it means. You know, I just came back from Africa. My brother has gone the way of every man. If you live on earth and Jesus tarries. But we don't want to let go. It's always painful to let go. The reason is we, are, we don't know exactly what's coming to us. Sowing is painful. Sowing has to do with faith. You know something will come back, but you don't really know exactly how much or whether or not it will, if, it, if it will really come. So there is faith involved. It's spiritual. It's really spiritual. You have to be involved in it. Reaping, that's a little different. You already, it's right there before your eyes. You know what you're going to do. It involves labor, just like with sowing, but with reaping, you already can see it. But with sowing, you have to have faith to let go. It's not easy to let go. However, God has said, look, you've got to be involved in this. It's part of life. Just like night and day, you can't let go of it. You have to sow because it's a principle that governs living on the earth. It's part of life. You know, in Psalm 126, beginning from verse 5, it says, Those who sow in tears, that means everybody is sowing. <laughs> Everyone is sowing. There are those who sow in tears. Now, you understand? Everyone has got to be sowing. But there are those who really engage themselves in sowing. And it's painful. Those who sow in tears shall what? Reap in joy. Just reap in time coming. You reap with joy. And then it says this. He who continually goes forth weeping. Bearing seed for sowing. That's where, for many of us as believers, we've completely forgotten. Bearing seed for sowing. We're coming to that. All kinds of seed. But let me ask you, have you wept praying for those that are without How often do you do this? Is it even in your thinking? We're coming to that. Because the gospel is seed. We're coming to that. Are you bearing seed? Does it even concern you that this is important? Even if you don't have the opportunity, is it in your thinking? Because God knows your thoughts. 
So there are different areas to sow. But you've got to be sowing. And God calls those who sow, sowers. And he expects every one of us to sow. Because the earth is still here. The earth, the earth is still here. So we have to sow. Those who sow in tears shall reap in joy. He who continually goes forth, so not some time, but you continually goes forth, weeping, bearing seed for sowing, shall doubtless come again with rejoicing. Bringing his sheaves with him. So these are principles here that we need to understand. God expects you to sow. Sometimes sowing is not pleasant because you don't know what's coming. But if you sow, God says, no doubt about it. You're going to be happy. You're going to have joy. The time will come. The harvest time will come. There is a, a curious parable that the, the Bible gives to us. Sometimes we read these parables and we're not thinking. But let me give you some things. When you read the parable of the sower, there are certain things that are kind of different there concerning sowing. Because if you read the parable, it seems like the sower, a sower went out to sow, right? It says. But this sower seemed not to be concerned about where to put seed. Have you noticed that? Doesn't make sense. He's a sower and he just allows some seeds to fall. That doesn't seem like sowing to me. You tell me, okay? Some fell on the wayside. Oh, that's, not a, that's not a good sower, right? But that's what Jesus said. He called him a sower. He went for to sow. Notice, it doesn't tell you anything about harvest. Have you studied? He doesn't tell you anything about the harvest. He just tells you uh, the birds came and got the seed. The sower is not even concerned about the harvest. It tells you what it produced, but nothing about the sower reaping anything. Have you noticed? Why? Because God expects you to sow. No matter what kind of ground, you just keep sowing. Just keep sowing. Don't quit sowing. He left some seed on the wayside. Some, I mean, it'd be crazy to leave seed to try to plant something on rocks. <laughs> A rock, I mean, solid rock. It's not going to grow, right? But he left some there. But Jesus called this man a sower. He went out to sow. And some among sons didn't even bother to clear the place. And then some in good ground. What is Jesus saying? He's again going back to the Old Testament. We have to sow. It's part of living to sow. And you can, we can go back again to Second Corinthians chapter, chapter 9, where God is the one who gives seed to the sower. So, are you a sower? If you're a Christian, he considers you a sower. You got a sow. I read that uh, scripture here. It spoke 
many things to them in parables. Sing. And then he gave us the parable of the soul. This is life here. This is how to live life. Behold, a sower went out to sow. And as he sowed, some fell by the wayside. And the birds came and devoured them. Some fell on stony places where they did not have much earth. And they, and they immediately sprang up because they had no depth of earth. But when the sun was up, they were scorched. And because they had no root, they withered away. He's focused, focusing more on what happens to the seed than the soul in itself. Some fell among thorns, and thorns sprang up and shook them. But others fell on good ground and yielded a crop, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. You got a soul. That's part of life. If you can hear this message, if you understand the message, we got to be sowing. We got to be sowing. Let me talk a little bit about the nature of the seed. The seed has, the seed itself is a, a living organism having the potential to multiply itself, even a thousandfold sometimes. The seed can take care of itself. However, it has to be given away. It has to be sown. The seed has to go. This is a principle that's working on earth. It's, it's here without. It has to be given away. And giving away is the important thing. That's the, the, the stressful part of it. This is the same thing the Father knew. God used a principle or a law that is at work, just like the law of gravity on the earth, he used that principle on earth here to obtain for himself many sons. Just to demonstrate to us that sowing works. But sowing involves faith. Because you got to let it go and then by faith expect the harvest to come. God had to sow his son by faith. Believing that when they hear, they will believe and now have many sons. It was by faith. I know we all know. He's God. He knows all things. But God's teaching us, this thing works. Let it go by faith. And it'll come back to you again. And you will not only have what you had, but you have more. It's a principle to live in. So God gave us that, knowing fully well that he was going to take part of it and benefit from it. By having many sons unto glory, teaching us that this is a principle that governs everything on the earth. And that if you engage this principle, it will work for you and your family. And everything around you. He's changed the world. This principle has changed the world. Because God gave his son. He used the same principle he gave to us with that covenant he made with Noah, this is the earth. As long as the earth is, every seed in itself. If you let it go, you put it in the ground, 
it will come back again and you benefit. God's gained himself many songs all over the world. Many times I think on Sunday, we're worshiping here and somewhere down in another part of the world, they are waking up to worship all over the world because God sold his son. By faith, he sold his son. And Jesus himself made it clear. In John chapter, uh, John chapter 12, verse 24, it says, Most assuredly, um, in other words, I'm not going to lie to you. Most assuredly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, in other words, unless you sow, and he was talking about himself, he is that grain of wheat. So, when we're talking, when we're talking about sowing, God's not just talking about planting corn. He's talking about planting all kinds of things that involves life. If it has to do with life, you can sow it. If it has to do with life, you can sow it. If it will bring happiness to somebody, you can sow it. And it will come right back to you. There's a scripture that says, cast your bread in the water. He'll come back before long. He'll come back to you. You can't, let go, you can't let go without it coming back to you. And so Jesus told us, and he was telling us this principle. The father knew this principle, and he used the son to demonstrate it to us. It works. Amen? And Jesus gave us this. Unless, unless this happens, you stay just one. Just by yourself. Cold by yourself. Just you alone. Unless the grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, there is sacrifice to be made when you sow. It's painful. It was painful to Jesus. It was painful to the Father. You know, when you hear Jesus, well, I guess we're coming to this, this uh, coming Sunday, when you hear Jesus crying on the cross, my God, my God, why has thou forsaken me? Don't think the Father was happy. That was painful to him. But he had to let go. He had to let go. He had to let go. And Jesus knew. He said himself, in Hebrews tells us, Jesus, knowing what he would gain, despised the pain of the cross. He could care less. He knew what was coming. He understood the principle very well. You see, sometimes, even from the beginning, God has a way of just revealing to us things about living and about life. From the very beginning, you can read it. From the very beginning, God was saying, and God said, and God said. That's his way of telling us what comes out of your mouth matters. And here he's telling us, as long as the earth remains, as long as this earth is, as long as there is night and day, uh, sowing and reaping will never fail. It's a principle. And Paul brought back this principle, and you can read it, 2 Corinthians chapter 9. He says, I want you, Corinthians, I want you to be engaged in this principle of giving and receiving. Sowing and reaping. It works. If you don't have faith, you'll be afraid to step out of the boat. Because you don't know what's going to come to you. But it's a very powerful principle that God is giving to us. It says, if it falls into the ground and dies, if it doesn't, he remains alone. But if it dies, he produces much fruit. 
And Jesus was talking really of himself. And if you want to understand the principle here, this was when the Greeks, they wanted to see Jesus. They said, we will see Jesus. They just wanted to see him. And when Jesus saw them, the time has come for the Son to be glorified. What can I say, he said. Father, save me from this hour. He said, but for this hour I came into the world. And then he said that. He said that. Unless a grain of wheat falls to the ground. In other words, the Father, God, he's sowing me. Where? In heaven? No. The earth. As long as the earth remains. Right? This is the earth. This is where he was sown. Sown for God to have, bring many sons unto glory. That's what this principle is. It's a great principle that God has given to us. It's such a hard thing. There's weeping in it. And you know, God started with us things that we easily know. Uh, planting, that's sowing. But then it, he changes that in the New Testament, giving us insight. Giving is sowing. Giving is sowing. When you give, when you sow, you're actually giving it away with no guarantee how, when, and how much he's going to come back to you. That's where it's scary. Giving is sowing. And so Jesus made it clear to us in Luke 6, verse 38, it says, give. In other words, sow. It's almost like a commandment, right? You got to do it. As long as the earth remains, you have to do it. Sometimes it feels very uncomfortable because you don't have much to give. But you got to let it go. Don't eat your seed. You will have no harvest. I can't. God understands. That's all. I, I don't have much to sow. I, I've, I've got to eat. God knows if I don't eat, I'm going to die. So I've got to eat. Well, God says, no, eat just part of it. Sow the rest. Otherwise, you'll really die. Jesus said to give. Give. Why is he telling us to do this? Because our natural being don't want to do this. The body, the natural mind, the senses, the five senses, it's not in our nature to just let go. Without a guarantee, it's coming back. We don't want to do that. But Jesus is saying, look, give. Let it go. Let it go. Just like the sower, there are times where it seems like this is a wasted giving. It's also part of life. It may not come back. But if you continue, he who continually goes forth, weeping, right? If you continue, some may not, but another will give you a hundredfold for you to forget all the other ones that you've given that didn't work. Just keep giving. It won't fail. Jesus said, give, and it will. Can I hear amen? 
It's not me. It will. You're going to get it back. It will. It will work. We don't have to come preaching at you, telling you give and try to... No, these are principles. This is as good as the law of gravity. You may not get it immediately because there is a season for sowing. And then there is a season to reap. That's the case. The thing about life, that when people are sowing bad seed, okay... Because it's bad seed, they have nothing to lose, right? Okay? If it's bad seed, there's nothing, probably they're even enjoying it. As they sow bad seed, you know. You know, those little drinking and stuff like that. Seems like fun. But later, they're reaping, right? Usually when people reap, they have forgotten that they sowed. Right? And they have everybody to blame, including their wives and children and whoever. They blame everybody but themselves. But I've often said this. No one can hurt you like you can hurt yourself. No one. What you sow is what you will reap. Galatians 6 verse 7 says, Don't be deceived. In other words, don't deceive yourself. Galatians 6 verse 7. Don't be deceived. Whatsoever a man sows, that shall he reap also. It never fails. He's coming back. So don't deceive yourself. It'll come back to you. Jesus said, give and it will be given to you. Again, you go to the principle of sowing. He says, it's going to be given to you. Why? It's a law. It's a natural law, but it's also a spiritual law. Always works. Always works. It will be given to you. Good measure. Pressed down. Shaking together and running over will be put into your bosom. For with the same measure that you use, it will be measured back to you. So Jesus is asking us to give. To give. So basically what this is, is God is telling us that we should engage our life in the sowing and reaping principle or law. I said this year before, but I've, I've said it that I, I, I observe a lot. I, there's not consciously, but I take notes of things and it stays with me and I'm waiting. There was a particular year, and Angela and I noticed this. There was a particular year, uh, is it Buffett? What's his name? Warren Buffett? Yeah, yeah. He, he wanted to give, uh, was it one billion? Was it that year? He gave $1 billion to Bill Gates. And I thought, this guy is nuts. Okay. <laughs> hey, give it to us. Not Bill Gates. Bill, yeah, both, yes. To Bill Gates. And I said, this doesn't compute. 
Why is he giving it to men? He wants to do good and he gives it to Bill. He don't need it. We need okay. Why is he doing this? And the, 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 what was really funny, Forbes the, the, it, it come out, it came out and saying Bill Gates was the richest man in the world. He gave a billion to the richest fellow in the world. I said, this guy has missed it. Give to the poor, not to Bill. And I mean, I was not alone. A lot of people in the U.S., what is he doing? Why did he, he, he said, well, I tell you what. I can start a foundation and give all this one billion dollars to some project in, in, in AIDS. Yes, I can do that. He said, but Bill, he already has the foundation. He's taking care of everything. Now my money goes directly to the people. I don't have to spend any money taking care of employees and all of that. That money is going. I said, well, that makes sense. But why give it to Bill? <laughs> he can give more. You, he's, rich, he's richer than you are. And that was one year. Guess who was the richest man the following year? It was him. My wife and I, when we saw this, we noticed. They said, Angela, look. This guy is Bill. He gave him one billion and then he's richer than him the next year. I mean, not too long. Why? Doesn't matter. It's just like the law of gravity. It always works. He had no fear. He could care less what Bill Bill, uh, thought about him or anybody else. He wanted to help. He wanted to sow. And God, that principle worked for him. And it worked for anyone. So engage your life. It can't be something that you're doing. Once, every now and then. He who continually goes forth. Notice what God's looking for. A sower. If God says continually goes forth, he regards that person as a sower. But if you're doing it off and on, he doesn't know when you will do it and when you're not ready to do it. You are not predictable. A double-minded person is what? Unstable in all his ways. This has to be a part of your life. And I'm speaking to me as well. All of us. It's got to be a part of your life. You have to understand that God gave us a powerful principle from the very beginning, from the days of Noah until now, because the earth is still here. And God's word will not return to him void. God says he will always do, accomplish the things for which he sends it forth. It will always work. The thing is, either we don't understand the principle, and when you don't understand the principle, you are afraid. Because there is no faith. But once you understand the principle, the fear goes away. And you can wait. And God will come through for you. You see, I was reading in the scripture, it says, God says, His faithfulness will never fail. God's faithful to His word. And these words are principles. These are the words that are holding the whole universe together. God's holding everything together. So engage your life in this principle of sowing and reaping. That's very important. 
there is a, an area of, especially for us Christians, if we will understand this very well, and um, in every area God can truly bless. My mind is just going, just thinking. You know, today I was reading about uh, Billy Graham. The man is maybe 99 years old or so. He's still preaching. He's still preaching. And God's blessed him so much. Highly respected. Because he's shown so much. All over, they talked about the billions that his message is touched all around the world. That's an amazing thing. Because he gave his life. I don't. I believe that this guy never cared about whether he was famous or not. All he wanted to do was sow into people's lives and cause changes to make things better for them so that they can find God and have a good life. He sowed. And God has not forgotten him. Even in his old age, God is still honoring him in this very land. And look at his children. They are not forgotten by God. And I believe God will continue to bless that family, even to the 10th generation. God doesn't forget anything that you give to God is never lost. He comes right back to you. If you're not there, he gives it to your children. He did that with David. I mean, God even said to Solomon, even if you sin, I'll forgive you because of David's sake. That's an amazing thing. I won't let your soul be lost. Because of David. Somebody asked me, Solomon lived a terrible life before he died. Do you think he's in heaven? Oh, sure he's in heaven. Because God already said, because of David, your sins will be forgiven. But David is not the Savior. He just was faithful to him. If we fully understand, the greatest, if we're looking for the good ground, to sow, so that you, you always reap. Jesus gave that to us. We read it and we just, you know, put it aside. He, he told us what to do and he told us what the result will be. In Matthew 6, verse 33, all of us know this scripture. Seek ye first, seek first the kingdom of God, and in other words, sow your life into the kingdom of God. Give everything for the kingdom. Give everything for the kingdom. Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. Well, seek His righteousness. You already have His righteousness when you get born again. Right? We are the righteousness of God in Christ. We are already righteous. But why are you seeking His righteousness? You are involved in spreading that thing. That's what it is. Your mind's always there. We live for the kingdom of God. That's my prayer. I pray to God these days. I'm asking God, you know, I need your help. I really need help. This, I'm being very frank with you. This morning I did. God, I really need your help. I need, I need to draw closer. I need to know you more. I need to serve more. What's going on? I'm a pastor. Sometimes my mind wanders. 
I really feel like I need to go. I need to go maybe somewhere. I just came back from Africa. We were busy with funeral thing, But all that time, my mind was still thinking, man, I wish this was a, a, a missions exercise. You know, we have to think this way. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added to you. All of these things shall be added. You can read in Matthew chapter 19. Matthew chapter 19. You know, I believe this man had come to Jesus. Rich man. Rich young ruler. And Jesus made a statement. He said, how hard is it for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God? It's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter. And uh, these guys had some money, okay? <laughs> Those disciples. You got Levi, possibly Zacchaeus, and all of those. They say, whoa, we're rich. We're not going. And they said to Jesus, who then can be saved? You know that scripture? If no rich man is going to heaven, we're finished. Who then can be saved? And Jesus said, with man it's impossible, but with God, nothing is impossible. And Peter, I love Peter, okay? He wanted to be sure there is no missing this. He said to Jesus, you know, we've left everything. Do <laughs> you remember that? i got to be sure. That's what you just said. You know, I know you are the Messiah, and that's serious word. <laughs> and I have some money. But we've left everything to follow you. We sold everything. We gave everything away to follow you. And Jesus said, look, let me tell you this. No man who leaves land. See? Whatever you sow for the kingdom. Whatever his brother, sister, whatever. For the kingdom of God's sake. Jesus said, you have those first, a hundredfold in this present life. And then in life to come, eternal life. That's principle of sowing and reaping. It always works. If you will sow into the kingdom of God. Giving is sowing. Now I'm going to go back to this. Uh, they have some time. Good. Giving is sowing. But God has let us know that there is seed seed in everything that pertains to life. Money has seed. Money is seed. And you can sow money according to the word of God. Because today, everything that we do revolves around your money. And that can be your God or you can give it away. You can keep your seed or you can let it die. If you let it die, he'll come back to you. You see, that rich young ruler, Matthew 19, he told Jesus, everything you've said, honoring your father, everything about the law, I've done all of that from the time I was a boy. I've done all of that. But then he said, what do I still lack? What's lacking in my life? And Jesus put his finger on his money. Notice what Jesus told him. 
Not keep some and give. He said, give everything away. All of it. And then come and follow me. He never told him that if you give it away, it will multiply a hundredfold. He didn't tell him that. But he was part of it, but he was not willing. If that man had given, notice he says, rich, long ruler. Name not mentioned. It's not worth it. Not for the word of God. If he had followed Jesus till tomorrow, people would still be naming their sons after that man. But he held back his seed and never sold it and lost everything. He lost everything because he held back his seed. He went away grieved. Sowing is painful. Sowing is painful. But even if he had wept and let it go, he would have reaped a hundredfold. And we'll be talking about him today, and he'll be one of the wealthy ones among the disciples of Christ. Because God has no favorite. If you do it, God will come through for you. If it's not working for you, that's because you're not doing it right. Or your heart's not in it. Or you have a different motive. But if you do it right, God will make sure his word doesn't fall to the ground. I believe there is a God. And God watches over his word to perform it. And if we do according to the word and our hearts right, God will make sure you get the reward. Now, these are laws. The laws always work. The laws will work. These are the law of God is as good as the law of gravity. So I can be comfortable. God tells us this so that we can step out of the boat in faith. And God will bless us. Money is seed. Money is seed according to the word of God. When God allows you to have money, some of it is seed. You hold on to it, that's all you get. Now, everyone is different as to how much God gives to you. But he wants you not to hold on to it. Because if you hold on to it, he'll become a God to you. But you can let it go. And he'll come back to you again. Much more. But your heart's not in it anymore. Because you know your source. You know the principle. That's what works. It's better... Walking the principle. For some of these very wealthy people, the money is not the issue in their minds. What's the issue is what they can put together and watch the money come in. That's what gives them the greatest joy, not the money itself. I just did this and look at what happens. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. When you start operating God's principles by faith, at first it's kind of be diff- it's going to be difficult and it's never that easy, I used to think, man, I got $10 and God wants this more, just one. <laughs> I will only have nine. I only got $10. And the guy who has a million dollars, he's thinking, I have to give $100,000 to that pastor. $100,000? I can start another business. You see, it's equal for everybody. 
equal pain, okay? It's equal pain. But you got to let it go. You got to let it go by faith. So your money is seed according to the word of God. God started with seed time and harvest. He allows us to understand that giving is sowing, just like reaping. But he also went further to let you know, in our time, your money is as good as that seed that you put in the ground. It's coming back to you. If you will let it go. But sometimes we resist because we don't have understanding. You know, if you read in the scriptures, in Second Corinthians 9 verse 10, it says, Now may he who what supplies seed to the silver. So God says, plenty, uh, expecting us to start planting corn, every one of us. What kind of seed is he talking about here? He's talking about money. If you read the context of that scripture, God's talking about money. And believe me, this is not about offering. I'm just uh, teaching God's principles. I'm just showing God's words here. When God who supplies seed to the sower, God's talking about money. If you read everything in context. So God's saying, if I consider you a sower, I will supply some seed to you. In other words, I'll make sure some money comes into your hand so that I'll see what you do with it. If you eat your seed or you will sow it. God is the one who gives seed to the sower. So if you are not a sower, don't expect seed. A sower is somebody who plants. Not sometimes, but somebody who plants. You are a sower and a farmer, that's your profession, right? If you are a sower, then you sow. If you just have a little garden, you are not a farmer, right? God gives seed to the sower. That's what the word says. In other words, you must continually go forth. Weeping, bearing seed for sowing. It's a continual thing for God to consider you. You see, we're tying scriptures together. For God to consider you a sower is not somebody who sows sporadically, but somebody who is committed to this business of sowing. You're not going to quit. So when God sees that, He gives you some seed for sowing. This is according to the scriptures. He who supplies seed. You know that what God saying, this is who I am. I give seed to the sower. So you got to meet that requirement first. For him to start putting seed in your hand. Everybody starts different. You start small. Everybody's a different level. But you have to be a sower. So God him give to you. Now, we're not just talking about money. We're coming to words also. We're talking about kindness. These are seeds. We're talking about friendship. You see it in the scriptures. All of this. If it has to do with life, it has seed in itself. 
And if you want more of it, give the little you have away. You have more happiness. You can spread it. So we're coming to that. But now I'm dealing with one. This is the one, just money, according to the scriptures here. Now he who supplies seed to the sower, so God's going to supply you with seed. Don't hold it back. Think about it. We have children. Sometimes we give them, hey, uh, Omar, this is it. Put this in the offering. What if you discover that he never does that? <laughs> That's no fun, right? So God gives you money for you to sow, and you didn't do it. He tried it again, you wouldn't do it. Now with man, you can hide it from, from your dad, but you can't hide it from him. He knows. He knows that you didn't sow it. God's so merciful, he'll let that go for a while. And you can read in uh, Romans chapter 1. After a while, God says, okay, you're on your own. Read Romans chapter 1. I've, often, I've said this. Uh, this thing about homosexuality is not, uh, to me, it's punishment. Read the scripture. It says, because they will not retain God in their minds, they know God, but they won't honor Him as God, so God gave them over. Okay, do whatever you like. That was punishment. That's what you want to do. Abuse yourself, with, abuse your own body. That's your problem. That's sinning against your own body. That's what it is. It's punishment. So when God's tired, He says, okay, you're on your own. Keep doing what you want. That's up to you. He gives seed to the sower. But if you are a sower, God will also make sure that at the time of sowing, that season of sowing, He'll make sure you have enough to take care of yourself and your family when you've given it away. He says He gives seed to the uh, sower and bread for food. So He's not going to let you be without because you've sown. You know, I'm going to close with this because of my time. But we've, we read scriptures, but we don't think too much after that. We stop. But for me, I like to take the liberty of thinking about what's going to happen here. You remember I just said those disciples, they were not poor? Because if they were poor, they wouldn't have said, <laughs> who then can be saved? When Jesus said, rich people don't go, they, don't, they can't go to heaven very much. But notice this. Jesus was in the tabernacle, that's the treasury, that's where they call the court of the women, and that's where they take the offering. And the offering bucket was there, and these people were giving. And Jesus was preaching there, and he's preached there several times. But on this day, for some reason, he stopped preaching. And sat by the offering bucket, watching everybody as they put their money in. That's when I will empty my pockets and make sure everything goes in there. He sat down there watching. I like for Jesus to sit before our offering bucket and say, what you're doing? Okay. <laughs> but they were given, and he washed it. And this woman came and gave everything that she had. 
And Jesus immediately lost interest and told his disciples, not silently, you see, see that lady? She gave more than everybody else. They gave out of the abundance, but all she has, that's all she's got. She's penniless right now. Now, I think to myself, if I was a disciple and I had $10 in my pocket, and I looked at this poor lady walking away, and Jesus just told me she gave everything that she's got. You think I'm going to stand there and do nothing? Would you stand there and do nothing? Is there anybody here hearing that, that that poor woman is going home and have nothing to buy food, and you have some money in your pocket, you will stand by Jesus and do nothing? I don't think so. I'm sure many of them ran after her. That's why I take liberty and say, Ma'am, we just found out you gave everything. How did you know that? Jesus told us, okay? And here you go. And one person, another person, another person, and she got a pocket load of money. That's what I believe. I don't think she went home and ate her last meal and died. (laughs) Jesus was with her. Jesus took care of her. Amen? What you give is what comes back to you. Amen? I'm not going for the stand-ups, but time is up. We'll continue with this. We'll talk about other things that we can sow. If you want to reap, because God is in the business of sowing and reaping. God's in the business of doing that. And we can work with these principles and it will work for us. Let me say this. When it comes to the time to give and something comes in your mind to do something to give, and then instantly or immediately something else begins to inject fear in your head and say, if you do that, and then you have all these things happening. If that ever happens to you, if you're smart, double that amount, whatever it is. Because at that time, two forces are ministering to you. The Holy Spirit that's telling you, do that because it's good for you. And soon as the Spirit speaks, The devil comes and is telling you not to do it. If you obey at that instant, that may be your your day of breakthrough. Your trouble might be over that day. Just obey and see what God will do. I thank God that this is a message we're not taking offering right now. Okay? He prays so we can have an offering. But it's for my own good. I'm preaching to myself as well. So we can obey God as a family of God. Amen. And do what is right. Let's lift our hands up tonight and, and ask the Lord to give you the spirit of the word. Jesus said, the words that I speak, they are spirit and they are life. Let me receive that life that's in that word concerning giving. Let it take over my life totally so that I can be consumed with it without fear. And may God produce faith through his word in my heart so that I can do his word without fear so that I might inherit the things that God has already provided for us. That's my prayer. God, let it be so for every one of us tonight. Teach us to be obedient without fear, to come out of the boat and walk on water according to your word, so that we are not fearful. 
but are filled with love and faith in God. Because you are faithful, he who promised is faithful. Bless your people tonight. Lord, let no one leave this place with any sense of guilt. But Lord, with a sense of excitement, a feeling of excitement, that yes, I got it. I know the word of God will work for me. I will do the work of word of God. I will act on the word so that I and my family will be blessed. I bless your people tonight. I declare that goodness and mercy follow them. I declare that goodness and mercy will follow them all the days of their life. Lord, I declare that you are their shepherd and they'll never do no want. Thank you for your joy in your hearts. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. And God's people said, Amen. God